0: Good morning, class. Good morning, Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. We welcome you to find your Bible, something to make a note with, and come on into the classroom with us. Uh, I, when I say that, I'm talking about as a decision of your mind, get away from all the other distractions and come into here and and give God your full attention for just these few moments. Let Him minister to your spirit. Uh, No matter how perplexing or difficult something may be that you've been dealing with, God's not looking for the answer for that He already knows. And He will show it to you. He will show you exactly what to do to come right out of distress, into peace and victory. Uh, He's not confused about it. He's not looking for it. He knows it, and He loves you, and He'll show you. Let's join in faith believing for it right now. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us agree together, asking You for the utterance and anointing, the teaching and, and ministering of Your Holy Spirit, as only You can do it. We are confident in Your ability to give us the answer, and to cause everything to work out for our good and your glory. We ask for whatever we need along these lines. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Said out loud, by faith, I believe I receive receive. 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 answers answers. today. Today. Amen. Amen. That means now, if you just said it because I said it, and you're not expecting anything, then there's no faith in that. But if you are, right now, expecting answers, mm-hmm. then you're in faith. Are you expecting answers? Yes. Hmm? Yes, I'm looking across the country now. <laughs> yeah. are, are you expecting answers? Somebody say, I'm expecting. I'm expecting. I'm expecting good things. In Hebrews 10 and 35, he said, Cast not away, therefore your confidence. It has great recompense of reward. Uh, you will not be disappointed when you confidently trust in God and expect Him to help you. Verse 38, The just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance, or like we said yesterday, confidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And he goes on to say, What faith has accomplished? By it, verse 2, by faith the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Here we get to the origins of creation, the origins of the universe. How did it come into being? Now, there's all kind of theory and ideas about it. But any theory of man that you may read about or hear about, just remember the people that wrote the book, they weren't there. (laughs) Right? They weren't there. How do they know? And there's a reason why people call them theories. If it was proven, it wouldn't be a theory. A theory is a supposition. So here we see that the world's themselves were framed by what? Uh, Sometimes people say, well, you know, God made it out of nothing. That's not what the Scripture said. Scripture didn't say He made it out of nothing. He made it out of things you can't see. Just because you can't see something doesn't mean it's not real. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I find it interesting that those that are studying space and, and the universe keep talking these days about dark matter and dark energy. They're like, man, there's a bunch of it out there. You can't see it, but you can see the effects of it. It's there, but we can't see it. Yeah, there's a lot of something out there that you can't see. <laughs> God made the seen out of that which is unseen. And he did it by faith. One of the big qualities of faith in verse 1, it's the confidence of things hoped for or expected. It is the conviction. It's being sure of what? Things you cannot see. Cannot see. God is spirit. You don't see him with the natural eye or hear him with the natural ear unless he chose to manifest that way. But uh, He is very real. And so we walk with Him, the Bible says, in this life, not by what we can see and feel by sight, but we walk with Him how? By faith. By faith. What? what? With this uh, confident cognizance that what we don't see is here. <laughs> what we don't hear is here. What we don't touch is here. He's real. God is real. Angels are real. <laughs> Spirits are real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Spirit is real. And uh, in walking by faith is walking in an acknowledgement and an awareness of that. And he gives example after example of individuals who walked in this awareness of the unseen and who acted uh, on things that God said that initially they couldn't verify by the in the physical realm, Abel, Enoch, Noah. Take Noah for instance. When God told him that, that you know he needed to prepare an ark, there's coming a flood that'll cover the earth. Well, nobody had ever seen or heard of anything like that. Indications were they didn't even have rain like we do now. Uh, So it just seemed utterly impossible. Why in the world would you do such a thing? But because he believed, even though he had never seen it, even though he could not figure it out, he was convinced of things unseen and saved uh, his whole household when the rest of the whole world perished. And you know, the Bible tells us that's a type of Christ today. Did you notice there was only one ark? And there was only one door. Remember that? (laughs) Jesus said, I am the door. There's only one ark of redemption and salvation. And there's only one way into it, Christ. And when the door was shut, nobody else got in. Do you remember that? Well, there's coming a time when uh, this opportunity to get saved will be no more. But thank God we still have opportunity today. (laughs) So, uh, if everybody realized what was going on, and they knew the flood and judgment was coming and imminent, don't you think they would run and get in the ark? (laughs) Would you? (laughs) Would you run and get in the ark? Oh, thank God, I'm glad we're in the ark. I'm talking about being in Christ. And so, uh, uh, they did this. They were uh, confident, expecting things God told them to expect when there was no reason to do so in the natural, being convinced of things they couldn't see and feel just simply because God said they were that way, trusting him. And we've made it all the way down to verse 32 in our study of Hebrews 11. He said, What shall I more say for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of uh, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and of the prophets? Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. They quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong. Waxed valiant and fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. How? By faith, through faith, every one of those things. Could you still become strong out of weakness by faith today? Could you still overcome an enemy today? by faith, through faith. Yeah, this hasn't changed. Why would he write it for us? Why would he record it for us? Not just so we could read it and go, ooh, wouldn't it have been great to be back there with them? And be it, No, no, God never changes. Faith never changes. This is to inspire us to see similar things in our life today that Abraham saw, Enoch saw. In fact, the greatest example of faith that you will see walking the earth is Jesus himself, as is recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And he walked in authority over uh, the devil, over demons, over disease, over the elements. He spoke to trees and and the water and the wind and the waves and and people people have seen that said, yeah, but that's that's because he's the Son of God. Uh, that's not correct. He is the Son of God, but he didn't do that as the Son of God. He did it as a man, demonstrating for us how to do it. So much so that he said in John 14, if you believe on me, the works I do, you'll do too. You'll do also. Didn't he say that? Uh, It's not him just showing us what God can do. He didn't do it as God. And how did he do it though? He did it by the anointing, He did it by the Holy Spirit, He did it by instruction from the Father, and in all of those, He did it by faith. He responded and said in faith what the Father said. He, he did in faith what the Father showed Him to do and directed. And what, what we should do when we read this, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we should not only ooh and ah at what the Master did, we should realize that's how I'm supposed to live. Did you, do you believe you can pray like Jesus prayed? Yes. Can you? Yes, sir. Do you believe you can speak to the works of the enemy or disease or even death like Jesus did and see similar results? Do you believe that? Yes, well, that's what he said. If you believe on me, do you believe on him who yes. believes on Jesus? And you believe on me, the works that I do, well, you do also. And greater works than these shall you do because I go to my father, he said. So uh, these are not just to uh, intimidate us. <laughs> they are to inspire us. Praise God. When you read about how Enoch walked with God and God got so real to him that he just was out of here. He left here. You might think, man, there's another, another level of fellowshipping with God. <laughs> right? I can come up to another level. When you see about how Abraham... Enoch, and, excuse me, Abel, and, and the level they gave on, and, and the level of obedience, and, and all these things, it should inspire us, and we should think, I can come up, I can come up a level, right? Yeah. I, can, I can do that too, I can see that too. And we see uh, six examples in one verse, in verse 32. We've already studied all of them, and we have begun studying the last one here, Samuel. So if you'd go back to 1 Samuel now, let's continue studying Samuel's faith. What can we learn about how Samuel believed God? Because he is held up to us in Hebrews 11. How many understand you don't uh, get in Hebrews 11 by doing nothing? (laughs) Right? huh? being neutral and just floating through your life. Uh, Samuel's faith is held up to us as an example to follow. We, We learned last week that his very birth was a result of faith and a miracle. His mother, Hannah, could not conceive. And we saw a major change come in her life when she became convinced God had heard her prayer. And when she did, she stopped being depressed. The Bible said she was no more sad. Everybody say that out loud. No more sad. And when that happened, her life changed. Next thing you know, a miracle has happened in her body. This is the same kind of thing that occurs when a healing occurs. The power of God manifested literally in her physical body. And it was changed. And uh, Samuel, was born and she named him they named him God hears <laughs> Samuel Samuel L L is for God and that front part means hears uh, or here to hear intelligently and uh, everybody that called Samuel's name throughout his life what are they saying God hears <laughs> God heard God hears. It can also be translated, I suppose, God answered because he heard and answered, and she got the the child. So, um, this was a big thing in in his life from the very beginning. So, we see that uh, he had faith that God would hear, he had faith that God would hear his prayers. You'll see that if you'll take the time to read through the book of 1 Samuel, you'll see numerous instances of that. You'll find specific times where it said, God heard Samuel. One time they were about to face their enemies, the Philistines. And boy, it didn't look good for them. And it looked like they were outnumbered and they were going to be defeated. And the Bible said that Samuel offered up a sacrifice and he called on the Lord. And the Bible said, and God heard him. (laughs) And the next thing you know, Thunder and lightning is ripping through the Philistines, and it so upset them and scared them that it just caused their army to fall apart, and uh, the people of God had a great victory that day, and it all came back to what? God heard him. God heard him. So Samuel had faith that God uh, would hear him. Now, we don't need to run past that. We've talked about this more than once, but you do know that there are millions of people in, in, our, in the U.S. and countries all over the world uh, that don't pray. Why don't they pray? Why don't people pray? I, I'm not talking about just a few. There are millions of people. They never pray. Now, maybe if they were thinking they're about to die, they might yell out, oh God, <laughs> right? But uh, why don't they pray? They are not convinced God hears or that God answers. And uh, there are millions of people, they never seek God about His plan for their life or about His will for their life. Why? Why won't they do it? They don't believe it would do any good. There are millions of people that don't go to church, they don't read their Bible. They don't give, they don't work and serve in the ministry anyway. Why? They don't see any reason. They don't, some, of them, some of them don't even believe God exists and a lot of them that do don't think there's any reason to, uh, uh, to pray or to, to do it because it seems to them like he never hears, he never answers. What does it matter? So it is a big deal that you actually have faith that God hears right yes. Hebrews 11:6 says without faith it's impossible to please him for he that comes to God what no, must must what believe. must believe that he is you can't be well, maybe maybe God exists maybe he doesn't i don't know who knows well It's impossible for you to draw close to God and commune with Him and pray and get answers. You're not even convinced that God exists yet. He he does, but you have to become convinced of it or you won't draw draw to Him. But you can't stop there. You must not only believe that He is, but that He is a what? A rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Uh, That gets into the answering part. You must believe He's real. If He's God, certainly He can hear. How many believe God can hear? (laughs) He can hear. But not only that He can hear, if you'll come to Him and and, and seek His will and pray pray according to His will and, and pray in faith, you can know that He heard you. You can know that He granted your request. And why would you know it? You know it's His will. You know he can't lie. You know he's faithful. You know he's a rewarder. Yes. Somebody say rewarder. rewarder. And now, we, didn't we see that in the 10th uh, chapter? Don't cast away your confidence, right? It has great recompense of reward. reward. What, is, what is reward? We might say it like this today. It pays off, yes. right? Yes. It pays off. It pays good. What pays off? It pays off to pray to God. It pays off to give to God. It pays off to seek and find his will. And and, and not just a little bit, great reward. Oh, somebody say great reward. Great reward. reward. So we, we see that with Samuel. He was convinced that when he would pray, God would hear. But then we see it moved into another dimension when he was just a a young boy. In 1 Samuel 3, if you would turn there, 1 Samuel 3, like his mother before him, Samuel had faith that God hears. But in the third chapter and verse 1, it says the child Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. The Word of the Lord was precious in uh, those days, and there was no open vision. This is the result of a, a largely backslidden group. The colder people get, and the further people get away from God, the less you see of the supernatural, of the manifestations of healing and deliverance. It's the less you see and hear of visions and revelations. And um, even though Eli was the high priest and his sons were in the ministry with him, none of them were hearing the word of the Lord They were the, uh, in the ministry of the prophet. None of them were having visions and dreams. Uh, we're not supposed to go month after month after month and never get anything from God. Hmm? I'm not just talking about preachers now, I'm talking about any believer. And the closer you, now, now I'm not saying seek spectacular experiences. I'm not saying try to hear audible voices and try to see an angel. Don't do that. I'm not talking about that. If the Lord wants to give you one of these spectacular things, He can, He will. But you could live your whole life and not have one of those. And it wouldn't mean you're unspiritual. It just meant you didn't need it. God didn't see fit to give it to you that way. But you can have revelations. You can have times that God shows you things, and even though you didn't hear an audible voice, you heard from Him. You know something He showed you, He said to you. And the the more we will pray, the more we will praise and worship, the more we will turn off the junk of the world and focus on Him, the more of this we'll have. The, The less we pray and get in the Word and go to church and meetings and that kind of thing, the colder we get, you won't have it. And that's where they were. They didn't have the word of the Lord. They didn't have uh, visions, open visions. It came to pass at that time, Eli was laid down in his place. His eyes began to, be, to wax dim. He could not see. I guess he's somewhere around 90 plus years old at this time. And uh, this is the old generation and the, the new. I mean, Samuel is a boy. He, he's young, young. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, Samuel was laid down to sleep, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, "Uh, Here I am. We might say, I'm here. And uh, then uh, Samuel, the boy, he got up and ran to Eli, and he said, "Uh, I'm here. You called me? And Eli said, I didn't call you. Go lay down. (laughs) And so he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel said, "Uh, yes, I'm here. And then he got up and went to Eli. He said, I'm here, you called me. And he said, I didn't call you, son. Go lay down. Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Here we see that when it comes to the word of the Lord, like in the prophet's ministry, This is different from the inward witness. This is a more spectacular thing. And to him, he thought it was a man in the room talking to him, (laughs) or across the hall. And so he was young, had no experience in the ministry of the prophet, and so he didn't recognize that this was God talking to him. You know, the Bible talks about angels. And says that a lot of times angels had appeared to people and the people were not aware that they were an angel. They just thought it was, as a man, it was a person. And so many times people have looked for the spectacular and the spiritual was right in front of them. <laughs> and they didn't recognize it because they were looking for something else. But uh, he, he went and laid down and, and verse... Uh, Eight, the Lord called Samuel again the third time. He arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, because you called me. (laughs) Got to remember, he's a little boy, our young boy. And uh, Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. And so Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be if he call you that you shall say, Speak, Lord. For your servant hears. Do you know that we must respond to the Lord? That he, one of the most amazing things about God, he's love. Love is kind. Love doesn't force you. This is is a big distinction between God and between the enemy. The devil will do everything he can to force you, to make you, to coerce you, to manipulate you. Not God, not the Holy Spirit. He'll deal with you, He'll prompt you, He'll instruct you, He'll call to you, to lead you, but it's up to you whether you do it or not. And if you choose not to do it, even if it's to your own destruction, even if it's really important, if you don't want to listen, He won't make you. The one who's the most powerful could make anybody do anything, (laughs) but that wouldn't be his nature, that he wouldn't be him if he just forced everybody to do something. You have to respond to him. Didn't the Bible say, draw near to him and what will happen? He'll draw near to you. In Revelation, there's a beautiful picture where the Lord said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. To hear some people talk, God just kicks the door in <laughs> or blows the door off the hinges. But it's not true. I said, it's not true. He will say, here I am. Here I am. Do you want me? You want to know what I have to say to you? You have to open the door. You have to invite him in if you want to hear the rest of the story. And that's what Eli's telling him. Okay, now to get the rest of this, you need to respond. And you need to say, your servant's listening, Lord. Go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> and that's all the time we have to listen <laughs> today. But come back tomorrow because we need to finish this up. Why don't you go ahead and respond that way right now. Everybody say, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord for your servant hears. Yes, sir, he hears. I want hear hear hear. hear. to hear what you say to me. I'm listening. I'm listening. Praise God. Praise God. That's it for today. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website. Or call us at 941-702-7390.